On this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we have the amazing Lucy Murphy. So Lucy, can you share with our listeners more about your business and the unique aspects that sets it apart? Um, so I do massage and holistic therapies in, is the short answer. Um, but I think where I differ is I'm conscious that energy is the start of everything. So I'm a sports massage therapist, which is obviously, it, it's a very physical, um, sort of not medical, but you know, it's, it's a therapeutic, um, modality. There's a lot of, um, anatomy and physiology that goes in with that. You know, it's a very intense, very grounded mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, um, massage. It can have really impactful results, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of pain, but I'm really interested in where that is coming from. Why has that pain developed? You know, um, because I get, I work particularly with people who um, are office-based, yeah. you know, and they're coming in because they have this intense, usually shoulder pain. You know, in my own head, I classify it as office back um, mm-hmm. because it's so um, common between, you know, in the, the places it comes up in. But why are they getting that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it starts energetically. Um, there's um, theories around, shoulder pain and neck comes from feeling unsupported from feeling like you're carrying too much on your shoulders Mm -hmm. obviously stress as well you know sometimes if I'm going oh energetically it's caused by this it's a little bit sort of very fairish for some people but I think we can all understand that stress has physical results Mm -hmm. you know and that's what I'm talking about is there's something is causing this even to the point of People will sometimes with um, an unregulated nervous system, if you've had like a chaotic upbringing, chaos feels like home and you continue to put yourself in situations where it's chaotic and then you have those Mm -hmm. physical results. So I do the sports massage, but I do energy healing as well. So I do shamanic energy healing um, and like a few other modalities. Um, And I love weaving those together. Mm. So like intuition is really important for me. And I find that even if somebody comes in just for a straight sports massage, Mm -hmm. you know, that's all they want. I naturally will have that intuitive sense Mm -hmm. of where the problem is coming from. And it's not always where they -hmm. think it is. You know, that's the other interesting thing about the muscles is you might be getting the pain like behind one shoulder blade, but I'm like, I feel like this is coming from your neck or your hip. And then I work on that and the pain goes away. You know, so it's, it's that weaving together. That's what's unique about what I do is it's that intense, mm-hmm. like, physical work, but with the energetic component. And I also do intuitive massage within that. So I use all of my different modalities because I do um, – aromatherapy is a, is a really big passion. Um, the sports massage, obviously, and that deeper tissue. Uh, lymphatic drainage, which is another one that is, like, it's a huge key to health. Um, and then that energy healing. So I'll do, I'll, I'll combine those and I'll go, okay, we'll do the energy healing first. And I tune in and I sort of feel what's going on energe- energetically. And that informs then where I put that massage. Um, and I do know a few people who work with intuitive massage. I don't know as many people who do sports massage, the intense one and the energy healing together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is quite unique in yeah. sense of that. Um, so I love to work with people mm-hmm. who are really committed to their healing as well. Yeah. Because I see myself a lot more as a facilitator, yeah. as someone who supports healing. Um, I was just chatting recently actually about when I do a sports massage, I break down that muscle. Mm-hmm. 
and break down that knot, I take away, you know, any adhesions and I'm doing the pummeling and breaking down. It's your body that puts it back together again. Yeah. You know, it's not me healing you. Mm. It It's me yeah. helping your body to do mm-hmm. what's necessary. And it's the same with the energy healing. You know, I'm, I'm not healing you. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing you to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm helping to remove any blocks to your own healing. Um, and I find that really fascinating, really, um, yeah really powerful yeah it is so what inspired you to venture into that this particular industry or or niche as but I know for you it's not an industry is it at all it really is a a passion cut and a calling um but what inspired you what was what was what made you take this route um I think it's it's my own experiences it's that's what leads me to do qualifications is Mm -hmm. I'll try it myself and it'll be profound and I'm like I need to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So for sports massage, which was like my entry into it, I, I almost don't count aromatherapy in some ways because I've been doing that since I was about 10. Wow. So to me, that's just like literally, that's just life, life. you know, yeah. and I've just learned and learned and worked with it. It's a constant mm. for me. And from 10 then, where did that come from? Oh, I just Did right. you just love the the oils? Did you just love the smells? Was I have it no idea family? in some ways. No, no, it was I was the first one to do any of this. I've been like the weirdo wow. in the family who comes from <laughs> the herbal teas. You know, I'm like, try this one. Yeah. Um don't don't put antiseptic cream on that. Try this manuka honey mm. instead. That kind of thing. Um but I grew up in this little village um by the sea, Hesham. Oh. And it's this ancient village and it's quite um it's almost like a place with vortexes. It's yeah. like a funny little place, you know, where you can walk into places and yeah, it, it's energetically, it's uh, worth a visit. But there's this really ancient mm-hmm. road um, and it would have all these little shops on it, you know, in the late eighties. Um, and there was one of those little kind of almost gift shoppy kind of places. Yeah. And I remember wandering in like with my pocket money and just finding this book on aromatherapy and having, I mean, they weren't everywhere like they are now, yeah, you know, Holland yeah. Barrett, yeah. essential oils everywhere. You didn't have them. It was mm-hmm. a totally new experience for me. And yet I picked this book up and spent my pocket money on it, wow. took it home. I can still remember it had a rainbow on the cover and that was it from that point. Wow. That was me reading about them and wanting yeah. to like, again, saving up and buying, yeah. not, not sweeties, um, <laughs> buying oh, essential yes. oils. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and using those and a lot of trial and error and yeah. making all the mistakes it's possible to make, you know, mm-hmm. and, and working on those. Um, so essential oils come from like, yeah, there's, there's something quite deep there that it was a real calling to use them and they work very well with me. And I use them on a lot of things and with a lot of people mm-hmm. almost just as a, a go-to. Yeah. But then I always suffered. And again, from being very young, I suffered with shoulder pain. Mm-hmm very intensely again energetically looking back I can see where some of that was coming from but there's a lot of um tension mm-hmm. where and we all know this when you're stressed when you feel nervous mm-hmm. your shoulders immediately go mm-hmm. up yeah well that obviously shortens the muscles and it will cause mm-hmm. pain sooner or later but yeah. it's you know a very common place to put stress and I just suffered this and I would have this shoulder pain and just was like that's just how it is mm-hmm. and um I got into my early 20s and was like, and was like, it's actually getting really bad now. I got referred to a physiotherapy, which did literally nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I just thought, right, so that doesn't work. You just have to, you know, put up with it. And I would just like soak in the bath and it got really bad. And then I don't know why, but like out of the blue, I suddenly thought, why don't I get a sports massage? Mm-hmm. And I had this wonderful lady come around to the house. And she just kind of, you know, she measured all load of stuff. And, you know, she looks at me kind of and like, okay. I'm just going to work into here. 
And obviously it was excruciatingly painful. Yeah. And I got up and I was like, that actually, I can move that. Yeah. That feels all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she came, I think I had about three weekly massages, about three weeks of one massage mm-hmm. a week. And the difference in mm-hmm. that period of time, I was like, why did I live with this yeah. for yeah. so long? Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. Mm. Why did I never know about this? Yeah. Um, so that was when I went into, right, well, that's the treatment I'm going to be getting. Yeah. And um, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. So that was stage one. Then I had a friend who'd done, who was on a shamanic energy healing course. And she was like, can I use you as a case study? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll just lie still and, you know. Yeah. And she did that remotely. So she wasn't even in the room with me. And I was lying there having this intense, profound experience with all these kind of visuals coming up and feeling like energy moving around my body. Mm. And that was like another light bulb moment where I was like, this opened up something in me. And I started painting for the first time in years. Um, And really, it was really coming through. You know, these kind of ideas that I'd had previously were kind of things were coming through Mm. me, you know, onto the page. I was like, I've got to learn how to do this as well, you know. and everything had just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Because it does, it kind of opened up and moved me through. Mm-hmm. And then it's each time I'll find a new modality or I'll yeah. try something and yeah. I'll be like, I need to learn how to do that. I have an obsession with trigger points. So trigger <coughs> points are not exactly muscle knots, mm-hmm. but where you'll have a spot and your therapist presses on it mm-hmm. and it's agony. Yeah. 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 You'll, find, you'll be like, that's the place I need it. Mm-hmm. Um there's no real consensus to what yeah. they are or how they form. Mm. And quite often trigger points are in more or less the same places mm. on everybody. Oh. And to me, it's like, it's like one of the, the things that proves to me that you're meant to be well, because mm. if you press on these, it relaxes the muscle off. Yeah. It's like your body's got little buttons going, press here to fix, you know? Yeah. Um, so I have this obsession with those because I have no idea what they are. Yeah. I just know that when I, if I find those in people, if it's that active and I press it, that muscle is just going to give in and I can feel the difference. So through that sort of minor obsession, I moved into dry needling, which is, which is a modality that tends to be less known Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not acupuncture. Mm. It uses acupuncture needles, but it isn't acupuncture. It's a Western medical tradition and it's, in the pure scientific tradition of mm. let's poke this and see what happens. Yeah. Um, like experiments with, okay, trigger points. We know if we press on them, mm. it helps. What if we injected painkillers into that trigger mm. point? Would that help? And finding that, yes, it does. What if we inject saline to make sure that we've mm. got a balance? No, that works as well. What if we just stick the needle in? Yeah, that that works. Mm. You know, where you yeah. can get really profound um, muscle relaxation, reduction in pain, like scientifically showing it and studies have shown it's more effective than painkillers, like mm. serious painkillers. But you don't have the risk of yeah. Yeah. You know, any actual medication, mm. uh, which is wonderful. And so I kind of read about that. And then mm. I was like, that, that's one of the few things that I've just read about and wanted to yeah. learn how to do rather than trying it myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, really interesting. I've had really profound results with that. Like... Yeah. When you work a muscle, so if I work it like deep tissue, I'll feel the difference in terms of um, how that muscle will have loosened off. Mm. I can put a needle in mm. to the same spot 
leave it five, 10 minutes. And to me, that muscle feels like it's been worked on afterwards. Mm, wow. wow. I've had people who have been on serious painkillers for like a long period of time come in and have needling and they haven't needed those painkillers afterwards. That's incredible. So I am like quite evangelical about that. A lot of people be like, oh, but needles. Yeah. You know, um, that would be which me. Is, which is fair <laughs> enough. Oh, well, that's my husband as well. Yeah. I was going to him, look, just lie down. You're not even mm. going to see them. You won't know they're there. <laughs> yeah. I did get acupuncture yeah. in my head though. Um, oh. When, yeah, when I was pregnant um, because of the pains in my legs, I believe. I can't remember what I went in for, but I just remember saying, I'm going to put them there and we're going to go. And I was just like, okay, I can't back down <laughs> from this now. Yeah. But it was okay. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Um what I find really interesting though, dry needling is mm. not an energetic mm. treatment or it's not supposed to be. Yeah. But I find when I've done it to people who are familiar with energy work, mm. to other energy workers, um, people who are familiar with that movement, they'll feel things going on. Yeah. So it just leads me back to this idea that energy's the start of it. Mm. You know, there's an energy blockage somewhere mm-hmm. and then you get the physical results later. Yeah. Mm. So always coming back to, it's finding that initial yeah. cause. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you find most fulfilling about the work that you do then with with your clients? It's seeing people get better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and in a variety of different ways. Um, it's seeing people leaving a treatment feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. But it's seeing them come back and looking different. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've done sort of um, energy healing work. And sometimes this can be very profound for people. So um, there was a lady who had like a big release in one session where she was kind of shaking, she was crying. You know, it was like, it was really intense. You know, as I'm taking these blocks out and she needed about six weeks to just integrate that. She came back in and I was like, you look like a different person. You know, like she carried herself differently and, um, you know, the the expression and the energy, the feel of the energy of her, I was like, that's beautiful. I love yeah. that. Um, and I love it when when I see people getting better from mm. manipulations and they're coming back in, they're like, yeah, I can, I'm sleeping through the night. Another lady who'd come in for lymphatic drainage massage, she'd been having like a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was waking up several times in the night, her legs were so mm. stiff and painful. Oh. And she got a course of six. By the time she came into the third one, she was like, I'm sleeping through the night. When I get up in the morning, I can walk without having to like warm up a bit first. Um, And that's beautiful as well. And um, I do corporate massage. So like chair massage in in offices. And I love that because I get people who come in, they don't really see what the value is going to be, but the company's paid for it. So they're coming along for the free, you know, 20 minutes. And they kind of stump in. They're like, fine. Yeah, I'm booked for that. You know, and then they get up afterwards and they're like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. I feel great. I'm like, yeah, I love that. I like the surprise, you know, yeah. the surprise massage where they, they don't know they need they it, know. but then, yeah. 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 Love um, that. So it is that feeling of, yeah, seeing people feel better. Yeah. yeah. Visible wellness. Yeah. 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 So if you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? Oh, that's such a difficult one. Mm. I was I was like puzzling over that beforehand. Um, I think, do you know, it takes me back. I um, 
I used to work as a breastfeeding counsellor. Mm-hmm. It's still something I'm really passionate about. But yeah. that aspect was, again, supporting mothers. Yeah. And I used to just go in and I'd help these mothers out and they'd be so vulnerable at that stage, yeah. you know, and there could be all kinds going on um, and there was tears and, you know, milk everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I would kind of sort through and, and help them. And it's very much a, it's a peer support. Yeah. So you go, I've been through this and I've been through where you are. Yeah. You're doing great kind of mm-hmm. and, and helping them. And you'd see a lot of people and then I would head off, you know, and I went and did this and then, I was out with my kids at the pictures mm. one day and this woman just came over and said, you won't remember me, but you came out when I was, you Aww. know, my baby was a newborn and you really helped me Aww. and you, you helped me keep feeding. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I was a bit like, oh, you know, because something comes up to in public. Uh, I'd look, and then she rushed off and I was like, oh, you know, because you never expect yeah. or need right. a thank you. But it was that feeling so of lovely. like, she's going, you made a big difference in my life and, mm. you know. Yeah. And I think that's what I'd like to be remembered is, you know, just being there at the right moment to help someone and then just moving on. But knowing that I've touched that life and made a difference, I think. I love that. That's really gorgeous. Really gorgeous. I love Mm. that. Well, if you could spill the tea with anyone, who would you choose and why? That's another really difficult one because I have yeah. so many people on my fantasy dinner party list. <laughs> I'd want Go to spend time with. Go through the fantasy yeah. dinner party list. But I'm going to pick, actually, Terry Pratchett, the author. Oh, yeah. Okay. My stepdad loves him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's um, so wise and funny yeah. and such like an acute observer of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad got me into his books. Um, he used to work offshore. And they would periodically have like libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was obviously no real understanding of how libraries worked because all, all the rig workers would just steal the books and just go. <laughs> there was never a return. No, I've still, well, I still have it. The one you brought <gasps> home. <laughs> that um, finds mountain up with, with, you know, with, you know, the stamp on the inside of the page yeah. of, you know, maritime library. Yeah. And, you know, he just brought that home. He was like, you'll love this. Uh, read this. And, and he was right. Oh. And I've since got my son into it as well. But, when I've had uh, like poor mental health mm. and like depression and uh, anxiety and that kind of stuff, which I've had, you know, going through and postnatally, of course, it was one of the things that really got me through, you know, oh. reading these books and it was, they're intelligent, mm-hmm. you know, and yet they're so easy to read. Mm. So kind of going through it and seeing these kind of really funny, but also kind of very generous observations of humanity and these stories um, just really helped me in so many places, has informed so many different parts of my life. And I've been reading these books since I was about 14. So they've been with me and I still will read them and love them. Yeah. Uh, And I just love to sort of sit down with them and say, you know, you made a big difference for me. You know, Mm. these things, you have such a a beautiful view on the world, this kind of really clear seeing. Um that is really informed a lot of my life and yeah. mm. and really helped me through some tough times. Yeah. So I think that would be one thing I'd like to say. One of the things I uh, regret is I always meant to write him a letter and say, you know, like a fan letter and just yeah. go, thank you Aww. for writing. And I never got around to it. And now he's passed on. You know. I bet you his family would like that letter though. Maybe. To know that he made a difference. Because I think that's yeah. ultimately what all of us hope, isn't it? You know, mm. um, I think that question, you know, if you could be remembered for one thing, we'll only have 
very, very few um, and very similar answers to, and it's that people would mm-hmm. hope that they've made a difference to somebody mm-hmm. and that that legacy of making a difference, mm-hmm. it means so much to mm-hmm. the people who've, who are, who were left behind. So mm-hmm. I know that his family, even though I don't know him, the amazing yeah. Terry Pratchett at all, mm-hmm. um, but it, all family are, would be grateful for that message, wouldn't That's they? So that, true. You know, mm-hmm. that they've made a difference, that mm-hmm. they've helped, that the words of supporters and that they'll, and the they life's still work continue been, to yeah, support. Yeah, the legacy goes on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, your legacy won't go on with the how you make a cup of tea, will I, Cal? My legacy will be long lived. <laughs> my, my legacy <laughs> is passed down generation to generation. <laughs> but Lucy, we've been a bit scared to ask you this question because I feel like you're not of the Yorkshire Tea or the PG Tips community brigade. Yeah, community. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have a range of wide. <laughs> wonderful and beautiful teas so if you were to make the perfect cup of tea what would that look like it be vanilla roy bush vanilla roy bush yeah wow it's um it's like a, a caffeine free version tea. it's red bush red bush is yeah. how it translates yeah. yeah um i love it and especially yeah. with the vanilla you yeah. know uh, but you just make it with like milk I yeah. I actually like it with cream. Oh, oh wow, okay. With no. milk? Yeah. That's that's strange for a herb. Is it a herbal tea? I mean, technically, but, you know, tea is a herb, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I know we just think of it like, but it, it kind of, if you don't, if you don't like tea, and I just was finding <laughs> the tannins. Like, yeah. We're all laughing over there. No, like full moments. Yeah. Just actually feel like a real, I feel like a real health guru. Yeah. Like I drink regular herbs yeah regularly yeah (laughs) um so i struggle a bit with the tannins in tea like i don't Uh, respond very well to them but nothing quite hits the spot no it doesn't yeah Yeah. so you know when you're saying about the milk bit this is our like long-term battle as you know you know with vanilla red bush yeah roy bush roy bush with vanilla roy bush is the tea bag in the, the cup with the milk, even on a vanilla rooibos? I've got to be honest and take Roy it Bush. even more, uh, even more out there. I, I actually like a teapot. Oh, oh yeah, even yeah. just me because one cup's not really enough. No, yeah. no, it's you know? never enough, is it? No. So but I, with I really that, like. Though, yeah. I like a teapot as well because that sort of only impacts my argument that the tea bag should never touch the milk because with a teapot. The tea bag is so well contained that there's no way that that's coming into that cup with yeah. the I think milk. I should just let you have this yeah. one. Yeah. So I'm kind of on your side with that. Yeah. Except yeah. in the Thank past, you. when I still used to drink black tea, because I liked it so weak. And I mean, my mm. my granddad had phrased for my tea, which was maiden's dish water. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was how yeah. I liked my tea. Um, so I used to put the milk in the cup, put the water in the cup. Yeah. Dip the tea bag in and then whip it out. Yeah. Okay. So that was and like that literally how I would make it. <laughs> so is that even more? That's just even worse, isn't it? I still yeah. love you, Lucy. Yeah. yeah. But now I do, I am more of a teapot. Yeah. yeah. I can tell that about, yeah. You've progressed. The wisdom <laughs> yeah. shines through. The development, you know. Yeah. 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 And I think we all develop, don't we? So Claire has got hope in her development. She is a little younger than me. So maybe by the time she reaches maybe. my age, you'll yeah. be... A full convert. Maybe. But Lucy, thank you so much. It's been incredible to have you and to, you're just so calming. You just, yeah, you just, 
your voice is so so calm and I know it will have brought a lot of um a lot of listeners a lot of peace mm-hmm. during thank this podcast so thank you very much thank you thank for you having so me much. thank you <laughs> Yay.